telling you right now, this fight is the same fight I saw with Father Morello when I was at the St. Alvarez's Church when I was 13 well, years old. And to help call the action on this historic night yeah. is none other than, you ready, Chris? Yeah. Academy Award winning. That's right. 3 6 Mafia. That's right. Juicy J and DJ Paul. These are two gentlemen who are adults already. They should have jobs, they should have some sort of career goals, yet uh, they don't. In a TLC match, tables, ladders, and cervezas. Hey there, folks. Welcome to We Don't Know Wrestling Society X. I'm your host, Sam, and joining me this week to talk about WS Extra 7 and Episode 8 of WSX is Chris Gibbons. Chris, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you, Sam? I am doing swell. Um, my office, for some reason, has decided to be hot as hell, and the airflow does not exist um, so I will be sweating profusely during the entirety of this podcast. Yeah, it's it's been a uh, brutal heat lately, so that's a less than ideal situation to be in. Yeah, I'm hating it. I don't like that the five times it's hit 90 this summer, two of them are going to take place this week. Um, not good. Only, only five times. Wow. Envious. <laughs> it's been like... <laughs> I can't remember the last day it wasn't 90. No, I, we just It's just humid every single day. It's just not brutally hot like it's been this week. Um, feels like I'm swimming every time I go outside. Oh, yeah. Um, where are you from? Huh? Uh, I'm from... Uh, right now I'm in Michigan, the Detroit area, so... Fun, fun, fun. Um, well, all right. How about we hop into WS Extra 7, get things going we've got los ponchos guapos getting uh their highlights of beating teddy hart and matt cross um it's the normal ws extra intro of hey let me show you what's happened last week um not a terribly exciting adventure and not probably something that we really need to spend a whole bunch of time on um but we do get our first match out on bail and out of control, Luke Hawks and Alcatraz versus keeping a gangsta of Baby Slim and Ruckus. This one, um, Fabian Killian, his get up has continued just to get worse and worse every time I see him. He's currently wearing a top hat, suspenders, has a magic wand, I believe, at this point. Um, not good vibes. Yeah, so I was I was wondering. So this has gotten worse throughout the season because I I have never seen Wrestling Society X. Uh, oh my goodness! This yeah, I have actually never seen this show. Uh, so this was my first exposure, and I like Fabian was fascinating to me to just see. So imagine that at the beginning of the show, he is wearing a button-up white shirt and like khakis. Okay, so he's dressed like a normal guy. Just a normal dude. <laughs> and we've progressively gotten here. Oh, that's sick. Article by article of clothing. Um, Who knows what they would do if this show had gotten to season two. 
he just progressively dresses more and more like a pickup artist. Exactly. 100%. Uh, he's going to start doing card tricks um, by the end of the season. Um, but yeah, you've missed out on quite the arc. It's It hasn't always been this bad, but it also is probably going to get worse. Um, as for the match itself, um, it's a fun match. It probably actually lands into the upper echelon of WSX matches. Um, one, because there's not a billion cuts in it, because it's on WS Extra, and two, it has two big dudes in Alcatraz and Slim running into each other quite a bit, and I'm a big fan of that. Uh, what did you What did you think of your first taste? I guess of WSX. Um, I thought I thought it was a fun match too. I I didn't love it, but uh, I definitely I wasn't familiar with like any of the guys except I think I've maybe I've probably seen Luke Hawk sounds like a name I've seen in like an indie jobbing to someone for sure. Uh, and, and these days he's hit the roids. Um, okay, he does the coordinating for. The Stars Hit television series Heels. Oh. Um that's him. Alright. Yeah. Um more you know. But I, I always enjoy Ruckus, so um yeah, but yeah, this was a really fun match. Yeah, uh the big boys going at it and then Ruckus doing a million backflips and that that's always fun. Uh and the finish was really sick. Yeah, where uh, Ruggis does a double stomp off the blinged out ladder that the commentary wants you to know. The visiting rappers love the ladder. Uh, <laughs> does a double stomp on Luke Hawks through a table that says KIG. Um I find it extremely funny, though, that that's not the actual finish. Then yeah. Slim does a <laughs> shuffle uh, and then a standing elbow drop um, for the one, two, three. Yeah, that I, I I enjoyed that, that the like double stomp and the table kind of breaks awkwardly. So it looks even sicker uh, isn't enough for the finish. So he's got to do the do the little elbow drop. I love that. No, yeah, I love that he has to do. He's got so much time just to do this dance and drop it right then and there. Um, and yeah, and just to be clear, when I say this is in the upper echelon of WSX matches, none of these matches are great. Um, there are not a ton of good wrestlers in this promotion. Um, so let's just, I'm just want to put, you haven't seen the show, but to put those in things perspective uh, when we're talking about it, but. Yeah, I mean, I I was kind of surprised when you said it was in the upper <laughs> echelon. You're like, oh shit, I was like, okay. I was like, this is something I would see on like an indie show and be like, like, put two and three quarters in the in the notebook and then forget it for the rest of yep. your life. Um, yeah, hundred percent. That's what this match is. Um, and that makes it pretty darn good for WSX. Um, oh yeah. It's more about the ambiance. For yeah, I mean, it, I had only really known this promotion from being like compared to Lucha Underground a few years later, and I definitely see kind of the through line. Yeah, 
not yeah. just from the workers, but the general tone of it. Yeah. Um, I think when we get to the main event, it will be interesting to compare that to what a similar thing that w, that uh, Lucha Underground did. Um, but we get highlights of Human Tornado versus Matt Seidel and Eric Cannon and uh, Vic Grimes versus The Cartel. Um, I feel sad now that you have not got to really experience the cartel. Um, but hey, we get actually two two chunks of it this episode. Um, so it works out. Yeah. Um, but next actual match uh, is Scorpio Sky versus Youth Suicide. Youth Suicide, the funniest wrestler on the show by far, um, because he did, truly does not exist beyond the show, except maybe some XPW shows. Um, he's not very good. Uh, how was your experience with youth suicide? He, yeah, he didn't seem very good. <laughs> uh, trained by Nick Bockwinkle. Um, as noted on episode one of WSX. Uh, so really carrying that lineage into yeah. this match. Yeah, I could really, I could really see the Bockwinkle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he shows it off uh, a whole bunch. Uh, this match is very confusing if you have watched the last episode, um, because the last episode starts with Ricky Menderos powerbombing you uh, suicide off the stage um, for the musical act. But this extra, which I, I guess is filmed before the previous actual episode, contains all the highlights of the last episode as well. Um, Ends with Ricky Mendez attacking you suicide, leading into the time loop that is the beginning of the previous episode, which has really messed up my brain, even though it should be pretty simple. Um, I just, I was under the impression that this show, from extra to main episode, was chronological, and they have ruined any thought of that. Um... Do you have any actual thoughts on Scorpio Sky versus Suicide? I derailed this. It's not much of a match. Um, neither wrestler is particularly good in this thing, and it doesn't last all that long before or, Ricky Mandaris gets involved. Yeah, the the only uh, note I had on this match before I've noted Banderas murking uh, Youth Suicide is about not being able to take Fabian seriously. Yes. So good. No, I'm glad. Yeah. That all checks out. Yeah. Um, suicide didn't seem very good. I've never been a Scorpio sky guy. So I just could not care about this. Yeah. I think you suicide should get a run on dark elevation. But besides that, um, he is a true forgotten worker, um, for the right reasons. um, the, this episode ends with Los Pontos Guapos getting the crap beat out of them by the cartel in the parking lot. Probably the most professionally shot um, angle, backstage angle, or outside the ring angle that WSX has actually filmed. Um, and it ends with the beautiful fish being laid out the back of Aaron Aguilar. How'd you like the fish? I loved the fish. God, you gotta love the fish. Um, 
yeah, you missed an episode where Eric Cannon gets his head dipped into wet cement and then a fish oh. put on him. Yeah, uh, I I wish I do wish there was more Eric Cannon in these episodes uh, that I saw because Cannon, like whenever I visit this era of the Indies, can't Eric Cannon's look is just so funny. Oh yeah, he's when they talk about trash bag indie wrestlers, um, he looks it. He's it. He's the person I imagine. Yeah, he the mohawk and the pants is just such a like I was not watching indie wrestling, but he just make when I see him, I, it's like I'm there. Uh, yeah, and when he was wearing his shiny top to match his shiny pants, um, it was a look. It was a real look. I loved it lots. Um, I'm sorry I couldn't deliver that for you here um but there we go that's ws extra quick and easy not much to talk about you get maybe the best match one of the best matches in wsx history which is to say painfully mediocre episode eight our musical act slash guest commentator for this episode is mr worldwide himself pitbull what was the the emotional rush you got when you saw Pitbull was going to be on this episode. I I was so psyched uh, to see the Becky Lynch of music, Pitbull. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, that's going to be the analogy I'll use going forward. Um, yeah, did, did you see that? Absolutely uh, not. So, uh, you know, CM Punk returned recently. I've heard. Uh, and the night it was happening, there was a lot of copium being had by like WWE stand Twitter and stuff like that. And so they immediately started talking about Becky Lynch returning, which happened the next night at SummerSlam. Uh, but someone said Becky Lynch is worldwide. She's kind of like Pitbull to talk about Becky Lynch's drawing power. Oh uh, so, so yeah, I love, yeah, I, I needed that. I need to know this information. This is very good. Um, Mr. Becky Lynch, not Rover, um, Pitbull himself. He can walk. Um, so we get, uh, to start this episode for real, it's chaos and you're calling out the cartel. A real dream scenario for us on this episode. Um, because what happens is uh, back in when this was supposed to air, the match that was supposed to take place in theory on this episode was that 70s team versus um, Tyler Black and Jimmy Jacobs. And luckily, that just doesn't take place. Um, not until later on in another episode. So we can not pretend that a match doesn't exist in this timeline. Um but we get Los Pachos Guapo versus the cartel. Um, they hype up a tag title that will never come. And it's deeply disappointing to me, personally. Um, this is an okay match. But besides, it's there's not much going on, necessarily. Other than cartel constantly interfering. Um, but what were your thoughts uh, coming out of this one? 
it, it seemed fine. Like what really got me in the mood for this, like the entire episode, I had just assumed that Pitbull was just like introducing the show with them. And then he was going to be the musical guest. I realizing he was on commentary was a delight. Uh, especially at the beginning, because he has no idea how to insert himself on commentary. So he's just going, uh-oh, uh-oh, yeah, uh-oh. Uh, at one moment, he's straight up asked uh, what he thinks of the match, and he says, I don't know what's going on, buddy. <laughs> um, Yeah, and Pitbull's probably the most more one of the more engaged uh, musical acts, um, guest commentators. Because uh, most of the time it's like a pop punk band from this period. Um, not the most interested in wrestling. Um, constantly talking about Randy Savage and Bret Hart as their only yeah. points of reference for pro wrestling. Um, hey, Pitbull's here for a good time, though. Yeah, he he seems like he's really enjoying himself. Uh, he He really loves... Uh, the Pelican Bay driver. <laughs> he says at least it's not the Pelican Bay shank. <laughs> he was so proud of himself. He loved it. I was proud of him too. Um, no, yeah. It was good. It was good. Um, more Pitbull on commentary. I think he should have been a backer for Lucha Underground. He should have been on commentary in Lucha Underground. He should have been in creative based on his call later in the show. Um, but yeah, and then the match itself ends with that fucking Bay driver. Um, but also the fish gets brought back out, which is very good. I don't know how many dead fish they have for the show or if they just repeat the same one over and over. Um, but it's a good gimmick. Someone should bring it back. Yeah. And I, I do love that. Uh, I've, forget which one of the commentators uh says it but that it is taking a page from the italians <laughs> um yeah um that was good i think yeah commentary one interchangeable it's whoever um they're both not good and both equally grading in my mind um but they're yeah, your voices people- Pitbull was easily the best commentator on the show. Working circles around him. Uh, as he should. Um, he's got the charisma. Um, but then we go to the back. And Luke Hawks is ticked off because his match got bumped off TV. Uh, oh, sorry. It was going to be Alan Bale out of control versus that Saturday's team. So Luke Hawks gets bumped off TV. That TV money out the window and he calls Vic Grimes a fat piece of shit. Um, and then he calls Sarah Del Rey, who's wearing a mask. Her name is Nick Grimes. Calls her a bitch. Classic pro wrestling here in the back. That was uh, Sarah Del Rey? Yes. Yeah. You One found this out last episode. But then I looked, up, looked it up. And I'm like, oh, if I put in IMDB for Wrestling Society X, she shows up. Um it's very funny, and why her and B-Boy both wrestle under masks on this show, couldn't tell you. Because um, B-Boy wrestles 
under uh, Delicato for the cartel in the last match. Yeah. Um, no idea why they do this. I actually don't know if Sarah Del Rey wrestles a match in the show. I have never finished Wrestle Society X. Um, so it would be a good a good laugh if she just does these angles with Vic Grimes. Um, as it was always I, meant to be for her wrestling career. I don't see her... She was going by Nick Grimes? Nick Grimes. Yeah, I don't see her on Cage Match listed anywhere on any of these cards. That's so she was... <laughs> She's just a second. She was under a mask to be to be Vic Grimes' second. I don't recall if it was her, his niece or potentially his daughter. Um, but a weird casting, none, all all the same. Um, next up, a real hoot of a segment. Real weird. Um. Because Jack Evans is essentially hitting on Lacey immediately during their interview. Um, to which she just takes it and says, thank you. Um, extremely politely. Uh, decides to, like, decides to peacock a little bit and fucking does a handstand for her. Um, which leads to human tornado popping in. Letting you know he respects Jack Evans' wrestling ability. Does not respect his dancing. A real clash of styles here. How do you feel about the impending dance battle of Jack Evans and Human Tornado? I I mean I was really disappointed we didn't get payoff to that and that on this show I get that you have to tease that out because that's that's where the big money is is We'd Jack Evans break dancing. Yeah. Uh, it, that was it was a f- fun segment. I always enjoy Jack Evans. I like Human Tornado. I probably, from what I know about this promotion now, I think their dance off is probably going to be more interesting than any match they'll have. So, it's yeah, it's the best outcome possible for those two. Um, and then we get the big match, the main event, the. Most looked forward to match in WSX history, probably ever, of Vampiro versus Ricky Banderas. Um, they do a hype video for it that feels like um, a true crime lifetime movie from the 1990s trailer. Um, bad fonts across the board. Um but you're coming in completely blind. You have not seen weeks, episodes and episodes of build up to this match. Did this hype video do the trick? Did it bring it in? Did it make you hyped for it? Vampira versus freaking Banderas? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I was already hyped for it. I love Vampiro. Uh, I got, I got a real hyped up, real pumped uh, in the extra episode when Bandera, Banderas, like. Banderas Merc like completely destroying youth suicide and taking him out. That was the best part of that episode. Uh, and I'm always excited to see what the hell Vampiro is going to do. Um, absolutely. Yeah, it's. I like how they've built the Puerto Rico stuff into this feud. Um, one, because I find it funny that 
that's the reason for Ricky's scarred up face. Um, a commentary doing a whole number on me here as they're telling you that one of the two coffins at ringside is rigged with explosives and the other one is rigged with barbed wire, which very much ends up not being the case. Um, <laughs> despite that being the build of pretty much the entirety of the match where spoiler, both coffins are rigged with explosives. I don't get it. I don't know. <laughs> Why they do this? Why they probably they have the run sheet. They know that they're both rigged. Um, don't need to swerve me here. You just seem dumb. But this match is actually called the Karma Match because Pitbull, in his <laughs> creative genius, labels it then and there. More forethought than WSX could put into this match. He was so proud of that. Extremely excited. He, he calls it out so... twice later in the match. Um. Most a lesser commentator would drop it, be like, "Hey, I actually don't not involved in this promotion. I don't need to label this match." But he's getting that paycheck. He's saying, "Hey, I came up with the name when you put out this DVD and you put Karma on it. I want the Pitbull royalties." Um, and and he's right to request them. That absolutely. Was, he's got a mind like no other. I think Tony Khan needs to call up Pitbull. I think he should let Pitbull book Dark. I think there's one... What's the worst that could happen with Dark? Not much. Um, bunch of no-name balonies. Pitbull and Eddie Kingston in the booth. That's a dream scenario. <laughs> I want to see Pit, hear Pitbull's reaction to uh, Eddie Kingston name-dropping, uh, <laughs> like, Mich- Mikinoku Pro wrestlers and... I would think that would go over very well. He would just, boom, pick it up. Like nobody's business. Um, no, I, you just, yeah. I don't, I don't, I want that so badly now. And I just am hurt that I'm never going to get it. Um, and a big stadium show, I'm hoping we get the Pitbull musical act number in the middle of the show. That's the dream. Yeah. Um, we do get a commercial break during this match where we see also that the previously kidnapped Team Dragon Gate will be redebuting against Jimmy Jacobs and Tyler Black. Um, you have not been able to experience the fact that Dragon Gate wrestlers have been kind of clockwork oranged here. Um, so you're not going to get the same vibes. But just know it's extremely dumb, and no one should have done this. But we get back to the match when it's the way they give us get us back into the match is beautiful because it's just Ricky Banderas and Vampiro tumbling us more or less from the second rope to the to the floor in the most the least graceful way possible, and that's how you really hook a viewer, um, make it look like two un. Unathletic goofs are out there um, doing their business. I don't know where a light tube strap table came from, but it is introduced into the match. On the on the stage where Pitbull performs. Yes, the musical number stage. Like the, this wasn't just a 
like backstage someone had created this and put it under the ring there is a light tube light tube table for the pitbull performance i'm hoping he had that unfortunately because this is ripped from the dvd in the dvd roof all the musical numbers because they're afraid this thing called copyright those lazy bastards um we don't get to see the pitbull musical number but i'm hoping he did like a dance number with that table you can only hope. Um, but Vampiro uh, does get powerbombed through that thing. And then Banderas just tosses him and Vampiro through the physical stage. Yeah. Uh, so that table bump, another great, fantastic Pitbull moment. And this is actually Chris Kloss Chris close or whatever. Uh, his, the commentator says that Vamp got lit up like a light bulb and Pitbull dies of laughter. He thinks it's the funniest shit anyone's ever said. It's called responding to your team member in the booth. Really get him over. Yeah. He took it to heart. Um, God, Pitbull's so good. We don't deserve him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He, he puts the stage over, like, a- after uh, Banderas chokeslams Vamp uh, through the stage, he says, I've never seen a stage like that. And Truly. Like, just showing how unique this product is, how, one me of a as kind. a viewer, I'm watching something special. A one-of-a-kind product. That's for damn sure. Um, I There's a moment where they both guzzle each other, which I find very funny for some reason. I don't know why. Um... And then Vampiro headbutts his way out of it. Uh, just good stuff. But then we get the finish. With the barbed wire casket. And we're still talking up how this is a non-exploding casket. This is the other casket. Um, equally dangerous. And we get the lightest chokeslam slash push you could imagine into this now known exploding barbed wire casket um which does win the quizno slamwich of the night um it's just a deeply funny finish for this blood feud match did you get equal amounts of excitement from this or i loved it yeah i loved it uh pitbull compared right before this uh, Pitbull compares Ricky Banderas and Vampiro to Tom and Jerry, which is what you want in that's good in the finish uh, of your blood feud, and then and then the choke slam happens, and I was so confused. Why were there two caskets? They only used one casket. No, that's called being a creative genius in the back. You know, you lay out two caskets. But you're only going to use one. Audience doesn't see it coming. You're right because <laughs> you only think you only think there's explosives in one casket. Truly, once you know they're both explosive, what does it you matter about the, the other, other one? one? You don't need it. It's what you're going to throw them into a just exploding casket, non barbed wire exploding casket. Who cares? That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, they clearly had a mind for it. This is big brains back there. This, this was exactly what I wanted 
when I realized I was watching Ricky Banderas versus Vampiro on a match that originally aired on MTV with Pitbull on commentary. That's it. Yeah, airing on MTV with Pitbull on commentary during a marathon stream. A marathon uh, three-episode run because the show is being canceled. Um, the way it was always meant to be. Uh, so tell me about your WSX experience. Like, you got to see a new champion crowned. You got to see two instances of a fish being tossed onto a wrestler. Was this everything you had hoped for out of Wrestling Society X? This is exactly what I hoped for, and that's why I will never, like, watch anything else from this show. No, this was it. Because this had to be the peak, like... Pitbull's not walking through that door again. I'm guaranteed. Unless he is. But he's, he's not. He's probably not. Uh like I got I got a funny match. I saw some funny angles. Uh yeah. I I saw like two minutes of Team Dragon Gate getting abducted rather than like full segments, so it was great. No, this is really the one of the better distilled experiences of Wrestling Society X. You've got dumb angles um, that are maybe kind of funny. You have the big exploding match. Um, and Fish. So, like, and Vic Grimes. You get to see that Vic Grimes existed on MTV. Uh, so, really, it's got it all. Um, that's all we got for this episode. Quick, easy, in and out. Do you have any plugs, your Twitter, what have yous? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Fight Haskins. Uh, I tweet a lot of stuff about wrestling, about uh, no more BS Paul White. Uh, I made made some pitbull tweets in preparation of today i just like to have a good time so if you want to follow me there at fight haskins um and you can follow me at concrete 1992 you can follow the we don't know wrestling podcast network at wdkwpn on twitter and i'll give you all the updates on any new podcasts that come out and once again thank you all for listening and chris thank you for being on oh yeah it was my pleasure